All right. All right. Great job, everybody. Here we are. Audio, Audio 46. 46. It's the end of September. Try to remember the time in September when you were making yet another Audio for all the people who listen to audios. Audio, 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 I believe that's a reference to the Fantastics. The Fantastics, a musical. So here we are, audios. But it's an interesting moment for audios because you, you may or may, may not be aware of this audio listener, but I am 10 episodes into creating videos. 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 And like the middle-aged man that I am, these videos are not on TikTok. They are on YouTube. 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 Which, honestly, let's be honest here. YouTube is my favorite website. I'm a huge YouTube fan. I'm a YouTuber. So it only makes sense that videos and video content is, for me, shared on YouTube. YouTube. I downloaded TikTok because I try to stay on top of what's hip. And it made me feel so bad and feel so sad and feel so much just badness and sadness and anxiety about and where we're headed in the future. So I decided not to engage with it. I decided I don't need another thing like that in my world. Or, or I don't need to bring another thing like that into your world because if I was putting videos on TikTok, I would just be telling you, go follow me on TikTok. And instead I'm saying, like and subscribe on YouTube. YouTube has already ruined our world. So why not just embrace and embrace it and cloak ourselves in the ruin that we have brought upon ourselves. The ruin that we have wrought. Um, but it's not all bad because I'm having fun making these videos. And so now I'm in a bit of a crossroad with my videos and my audios. Specifically on Patreon, there are so many people, and I'm so grateful for them, who are supporting audios on Patreon. It's, it's a source, source of... Consistent, consistent income, income in, in the, the complex, complex income tapestry. So, so, do the Patreon subscribers support videos and audios? There's a place for both. Are they just supporting videos and audios? And every month, I make some videos and some audios. Or one audioed. Because when I'm not traveling, the videos are bike related. They're bike tour related specifically. So when I'm not on a bike tour or traveling, there won't be videos, but there could be audios. I don't know, guys, guys and gals out there. I don't know. We're just all figuring it out, aren't we? But I'm loving it. I'm really loving the videos. So go to YouTube slash John Elliott videos. That's two L's and two T's. You can also find them on my website, thehereafterishere.com slash bike tour, which is a new URL. So that's exciting. All kinds of stuff going on out there in the internet and in the real world. And in the and in the and in the but yeah, the videos are fun. And so what's going to be fun about this audiode is that it's a companion. It's a different side of the videos. So if you're on the videos, one of the most recent videos is me on the Coast Starlight Train. YouTube. YouTube. Going from San Francisco down to Los Angeles. And there's some beautiful visuals of, from the train and then what happens on the bike in Los Angeles. But on that train ride, I got in what I thought was a fascinating conversation with three other guys in the lounge car. The lounge car, the sightseeing car, where you can see everything. We got into the politics. I overheard them talking about, about socialism, socialism, and I just couldn't help myself. And so we got we, we got, got involved, involved in, uh, I just am going to share that conversation. Yeah, figuring, you know, the sightseeing car, it's a public car. If a guy happens to be rolling the voice memos on his iPhone, you know, what? Hey, everybody, it's public. Everybody's listening in there. So what you say may or may not be shared on an audio. So I'm going to share that conversation and I'm also going to share another moment that occurred in El Paso while I was waiting for the train, the Sunset Limited train. While I was waiting for the train, there was this woman sitting there with her dog waiting for her cousin. And 
she really got into it. We kind of had church there. It was a Sunday. We kind of just had church there on the El Paso train platform, Amtrak train platform, while we waited for the Sunset Limited train, which was severely delayed because Amtrak rents the tracks from freight companies, from freight trains. They have to rent the tracks. So if there's a freight train coming, the freight train gets to go, and all the people on the passenger train just have to wait well, and like, you know, usher in the oil and the whatever else is on the freight trains. <laughs> it's just like, if actually, that's a beautiful, 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 beautiful metaphor, beautiful. allegory, analogy of where we are, isn't it? Like all, all the, the people, people sitting there on the train, train watching their videos, eating their food and drinking and all masked, sadly masked, and just sitting there standing still on a train track while a freight train full of oil and plastic and iron and metal and who knows what else just zooms by them. That's pretty much the deal. That's pretty much the deal. So this audio is a peek into an Amtrak train in the year 2021 in the United States of America, in Texas, on a platform in El Paso, and in California, zooming along the coast on the Coast Starlight Train. This is what was going on, zooming along along the end of the summer, early fall 2021, in the United States of America, what is presently called the United States of America. Right, what do you mean that's interesting? Trust is something you gotta earn. Trust, I mean, you cannot, okay, just like now, just like today, right? You fool, you fool, you know her? No, well, I've heard of her. She's the okay, famous burrito. You, you don't know her, right? No, I don't. Trust, you cannot go to no supermarket, you cannot go to no church, you can't go nowhere and buy a can of trust. You can't. It's, trust is something that you have to earn. You either, you're either gonna trust me or you're not. It's three, it's three, no, no, it's three things in the world, it's three things in the world that you can only call your own. Do you know what that is? What? That's your word, your teeth, and your kids. You can, you can't never get them back. You can get, if you lose your word with someone, they'll forgive you, but they don't trust you no more. You lose your teeth, you get dentures. You lose one of your kids, you get another kid, you never have the same one. You see what I'm saying? Then the three things in life you have to realize that the only thing that you can call your own. So, but then again, you have to always realize one thing. Our outer skin is supposed to is supposed to sin. It's supposed to flesh. Our flesh is gonna sin. That's what Jesus told us. Our outer skin is gonna flesh. That's our that's our thing. It's your mind and your heart. You don't know. I can I can I can rob a man and kill a man today. And tomorrow, I could be laying over there, sitting there, and you don't know if Jesus came inside of me just to see if he'll walk past me and help me, because I'm not in my right mind. People go to heaven that don't know what they do not do, just try to do right. The ones that think that they're going to church and preach to you to tell you that you're doing right and what you're doing wrong, if you're not going to pick the fellow man up with you, I wouldn't care if I have to sleep out here with you at night and know that you're drinking and drugging. It's when you get done doing that beast, I'd be there for you to comfort you to make sure you go on the other side. Yeah, if, you walk, if I walk past you, I'd have lost a feather off my dog on, on wings. I like you, baby. I like how you talk. Yeah. So I agree with you. You know what I'm saying? Mr. Brock. Yes, sir. I have a couple of Yes. The four grams are his favorite ones. Yeah. Here, Mr. Thank Brown. you very much. You're sweet. Okay, thank you. Careful. Are they spicy? Yeah. See? Now that's how she get her blessings. Even though what she make her money with, then she the day that she just just like the cab driver, he had he brought me here. He had a little gas. But I'm taking up his time waiting on his train. I just took him and gave him $30 worth of gas. And he was like, though, you don't got to pay me. Yes, I do have to pay you. See, because if it was my own car and my own time, I would still have to put that money in my car. You treat a person the way you want to be treated because one day, someday, I might be walking out here and he'll pull out. He'll just come get it. He'll just come do something. 
Yeah, but so why do you think that our leaders don't live by that? Because you know, you know, you know, I'm gonna say something to you. I'm gonna tell you the truth. One day we was having Women's Day at church. Treat, I like that one. I said, treat everyone how you like to be treated. Right. We was having Women's Day at church. What that means is the men do everything in the church, the women. So I was speaking. And you know who I was? Who I spoke about? Lady Magna. Lady what? Lady Magna. The prostitute. Lady, Lady Magna in the Bible, the prostitute. You know why I talk to her about Lady Magna? Why? Because I'm a Lady Magna. I'm not the prostitute, but I'm a Lady Magna. See, Lady Magna was all, no, you say, I'm going to say back in the days it was the kings. Right now it's the presidents, the senators. All used to come to Lady Magna's door and knock at night to have sex with her. They give her rubies. They give her gems. Through the daytime, oh, that, that's a whore. That's, ah, you know what I'm saying? But at night, your husband comes to my house. But you would love to see her husband because her husband is a king. Now, here it is. You wait every day, stand out there in the sun to see the king. But the king comes to my house at night, right? Right. Give me the same jewels that your wife had wear. But when your wife see me, I'm a whore, Okay. Now, what makes you think that I don't feel that I'm doing something wrong? See, because the same king that you want to see through the daytime, he comes see me. I don't have to wait to see that king. That king comes to see me like I'm a queen. So I'm royalty, right? Okay, so then next thing you know, all of a sudden, people make Lady Magna feel like that she's not nothing. But then here it is, as a guy like you, be around a lady like her, and I'm sitting here, and something happened to me, and all of a sudden, say, 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 John Paul, the Pope come. And they say, pray for her. Her heart is pure. She just wants to pray for me. You still want to see me at night to do the hoochie coo. So who, you really don't want to pray for me. So what you do is you pray that the demons that I have stay in me, which that you have to, I have to almost have a gun to your head to come pray for me. See, because if you don't come up and pray for me, the Pope going to wonder what's wrong with you. Then that'll show your dark side of what you have been doing in life. So you're going to have to get with all these pure people and pray. So that Pure your, people. Your, but we are all born in no, no, sin. No, said, there are no pure no, no, people. No, I didn't say. I said the pure people. The, the pure people is the ones that, that's trying to lose it and know their sins and try to bring it to the altar. The ones that's called themselves pure people that pay tithes and offer is, is by people. They're not pure people. Pure people is the ones that comes to have to find find knowledge, not the ones that already have knowledge of. That's the difference. So, here it is, all of a sudden, you're, you you want to pray for me, but you're like, oh no, I really got a, I got an appointment with her Thursday. I don't want to pray for her, but if I don't pray for her, my wife is going to get me. So, next thing you know, here comes Jesus. Everybody want to touch Jesus. Lady Magna walks all the way around. Jesus touched Lady Magna and said, come with me. All of a sudden, everybody, Lady Magna was behind Jesus. All of a sudden, Jesus said, hey, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Jesus stopped, stepped aside. There go Lady Magna. Everybody, ah, there go Jesus with Lady Magna. He who, who he without sin, cast the first stone. They could not throw a stone at Lady Magna. Why did Jesus choose Lady Magna to come? Because Lady Magna had only done the things that she was taught to do to be pure. You told me to lay down to be with you. You told me you would give me a ruby. Just because my nights is your days and your days is my nights don't make you no different than me. It is Sunday. It's a good day for preaching. But that's but so but that still doesn't answer my question. Why are the leaders, the people we that we choose to lead us, why are they so corrupt? Yeah, why are they you not? You just said the right thing. The people that you choose to lead. We you. choose. No, no, you oh, I choose. See, because we we upside down is me. You take that W and you turn it upside down. It says me, right? Right. So we is me. Just like when they say they say, 
They said that's a cop. It ain't really they said. It was you saying, but you're too scared to speak your mind. You choose, you choose who you should have lead you. Hello? Hello? Huh? Okay. Well, I'm sitting here. All right. But then you have to realize people that's outspoken and have money and look nice and with a nice cut and everything else, you'll talk to them. A person that's laying in the middle of the street right there that look like a bum, smell like pee, you wouldn't pay no attention. And that man got more, more gift and gab, but you know what? He lost his way because when money became a problem and it made your family happy and your love didn't never make somebody happy, I'm not, I'm wow. off to give away the money. Love is what's making people happy. That's true. As long as you give something, as long as you give something, as long as you give something, sunshine, rain, and a little attention. I'm an optimist. I believe I don't. The people that got that money and all that crap and doing all that, the fancy cars and stuff. I don't want nothing to do with you. Because I, I put, I put money in my piggy bank. And he just sit there like this. <laughs> That's my. You're from Chicago. Yeah. No, I'm waiting on my cousin. I'm here. My my aunt is real sick, so I'm waiting Your right aunt here. Is sick? Yeah. She's stage four cancer. Oh, I'm sorry. No, I'm not be sorry because you know why? She's 96. She's lived her life. She told us what to do. She's prepared, and I'm ready for her to go on. And really, to be honest with you, to be, to be truthful with you. You know, I'm 57 years old. There's no way in the world that I'm truly true. She's so beautiful. 94. What is, what is that? She's a beautiful lady. We don't have nothing for us. That's so my dog. That abuse was not, was not happening. Um, because as far as an opportunity for evangelism, the church did not... If you look at the people that were actually in the church church, they're not wanting to cause people harm. That doesn't actually evangelize people. But when you get to the state, the state is just going to do what it can do to make itself look like the awesome Christian state. That was the kingdom of Spain. So they were not relaying all the information to the church about what was going on. And in the speed of information, uh, like, you know, it took years before they could be able to respond to what they were realizing was abuses. And you can see the record of people in these times realizing that what these men were doing was wrong. But the, the speed of information and the ability to get it handled. Um, but that's not what I was taught not. in Oakwood Elementary School in 1984. I was taught Columbus sailed the ocean blue in 1492. We discovered America, yeah. uh, period. Yeah. Right, and that's the fifth grade. And there's nothing wrong with that for fifth grade history, right? That's not college history. Yeah. That's a very that's simple a good point. Yeah, that's a good point. Approach. You know, I was, that's a good point. I'm so glad you made that point because... You know, uh, that's a good point. Socialism uh, today, I got an example for you. Okay, See, what's we, one? No, most of us got taught that kind of stuff in elementary. Okay, by the time we got into high school and college, uh, we weren't being taught history per se, unless you were majoring in history in college. Well, then that's that. We got to put that on there with the financial literacy because history, like you were saying about the Marxist movements and the so in uh, China and. Rush, the Russian Revolution, if we don't know those lessons, we're destined to repeat them. Good Lord, we just spent 20 years in a war, 30 years after Vietnam. Somebody made yeah. Yeah. Oh, billion, billions and billions and billions of dollars somebody made. And, and then why, we went we off, why don't we leave a bunch of weapons over there, yeah. and then we can sell everybody else in the area weapons to protect themselves from those weapons. Yeah. Oh my God, you're See? totally right. That's exactly... Not yes. on accident. These people are they're, they're exactly. Smart. I mean, I mean, they seem invincible. We have the technology. Oh my we God, have the technology you're, you're so to, right to, that that's to, what's going on. Fly, dro fly drones over those the, that equipment and take them out. Uh, and they should have done that. I didn't. I have not seen that future till you just. I did not see that future until you just laid it out. Follow they've the got. Money. They've got all the weapons. So now we're going to get to sell more weapons to whoever develops to fight them. And the circle continues. What's your example of the social? You know who it's going to be is the the, Uy the Uyghurs. You know the Uyghurs? Yeah. They're like 
right on the border. That's the Chinese Muslims? The yeah. yeah. Um, that, that, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm curious to see how that, how Afghanistan yes. is going to be involved as we, as that situation develops, because it's not very well. We got our own problems, man. We, 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 we got to figure out our own. We are the police of the world. Mm-hmm. When somebody says we're not the police of the world, I go, what are you talking about? We are the police of the world. Own it. Own it. You think we should be and should well, that's be the stability we, are the, of, we are the police of the world, right? To say we're not is not an accurate view of the right. Yeah, it's not realistic. Situation. Well, what if we claim we're not and we cut it out? And then the world goes into chaos because there's yeah. no police. Go to we Portland. got an ocean go to, on either go side. To Portland. <laughs> go to Portland. <laughs> right? There's no police. Yeah. See and what happens. All drugs are legal. <laughs> well, what, what what would happen if 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 we stop behaving in that way globally? If we took away the role of being the policeman, then the Russians would do whatever. Uh, any yep. despot, uh, a powerful government would then just take over. And how does that hurt our life here in wow. the beautiful? Because valley? we have morals, and then we care about other people. Because they're not going to stop what they're. That's they're interesting. Gonna they're going to come here. They're going to come here. Because this is where. It's so the richest country I, in the I world. I want to go back to socialism. So you can take a look at the idea of school choice. So instead of being flexible, so let's have a socialism one size fits all. Fits all. They were going to make this gigantic education system one size fits all. You go to Kansas, you have a good family, you go to school, uh, you follow these rules, the curriculum, you learn what you're supposed to learn. You go to the inner city in Los Angeles where it's not a farm, it's not a small community, they might not have the uh, parental support uh, and the income uh, of a small business, but we're gonna give them the exact same thing. Now when they say, well look, let's do an experiment, let's have some uh, let's have some independent schools, and they're hugely successful. They do it in LA, they do it in New York City, and then what does the communist government say? Oh no, we can't have any more of that. One size fits all. That's not true though. There's there's charter schools everywhere, there's they private limit, schools no, everywhere. No, they limit the charter schools. The private schools go to the people that are already well off. And the public schools, the quality of your district is based on the property taxes of where you are. No, the quality of the district is based on the parents and their ability to support their children. Yep. It doesn't have to that's, do with your money. Well, that's, uh, that's you're right on the, the, those they, things. Because they waste all kinds of money at school. It's a big, it's a big successful. But those things are working together. I mean, when no, the, not. yeah, yes, they are. This, the, if the child comes, if the child comes to school and the parents don't value an education and there's no uh, discipline at all and there's no, uh, you're totally right but but what are the factors that are leading to that person to the stress being they're right, being exactly. stressed but it's not the money at the school giving the school more money doesn't change the fact at home right by saying hey look, you live it's, in it's not that you give the school more money it's the property taxes what people pay in property taxes is what funds schools. What people pay in property taxes is so they don't live in the ghetto. You work hard to get out of the ghetto, to get out of that environment, to move up and out of it. And that it's what you're doing with your children and your parents that makes the school district better. Not the money, it's the, it's the support of the parents then supporting the children. Okay, agreed. So then, but what do you do with the people that are in the ghetto that don't get out of the ghetto? So back to the charter school. So then what you say is not everybody is the same. That the, the children in the ghetto need a father figure. They need rules and regulation. They need something that is more for their particular culture that is specific to their culture. That the culture in Kansas is not the culture in downtown New York City in the ghetto. And that and that they have proven methods of school that work for these young people and are successful and that but they won't allow it to implement it because you gotta have one size fits all. Well, so we're talking again about it being too big. Well, yeah, we're, yeah, and unwieldy. Back, back to the commune. Yeah. Right back, yeah. To, back to the central planners, right? So communism is central planning. 
that they're going to decide how many fields we need to do and that where the fields stop and it doesn't matter how hard you work you're going to get paid the same you don't need to come out here on your field and work until three in the morning to get those crops in because the bad weather is coming you get paid by the hour the day is over when the day is over you just leave half of it fails and fails it makes no difference whether it succeeds or not yeah. you you make the exact same amount of money you're yep. like a teacher you don't. You're not gonna. You're not gonna perform and then get money for performing. You're gonna get the same amount of money whether you're a good teacher, a mediocre teacher, or a bad. Teacher. So you when was it not like that? So the good teacher, the good teacher gets this disillusion uh, because oh, they're not getting properly compensated for, for their skills. So they're getting paid the same as the bad teacher. And they socially don't fit in either. Yeah, because you're trying too hard. So that's when was like it? Working for the government. When was it not like that then? If this is something that's like trending, that's happening, when no. was it not like that? It wasn't, it wasn't like that when I was a kid. Yeah, I, I teachers, don't, I don't, teachers were very well respected. Okay, most of them were, were, most of them, okay, as a small uh, young person in that era, you really didn't have any concept of uh, Democrat, Republican, conservative, liberal. But we did have teachers that there were reverse we, roles in a lot of cases. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's we were true. brought up Democrats at our house. Yeah, uh, we were brought up Republican we, at my house. Well, we were opposed to my uh, house, but uh, we had Democratic friends. But uh, but the, th the the point I want to make is that. Oh, don't it Sorry. Yeah. You know why? Because we, we said the word Republican. Teacher, we, we were talking about teachers. Oh, yeah, yeah you were saying what were they yeah. like? Uh, yeah. Oh, were yes, they somehow yeah. different? Uh, it was a different system. Most of all the teachers that I had, some of the teachers went to the same church that I went to. Now, we didn't talk religion in class. Religion was not discussed. Now, but we, we were taught about morality, ethics, what's right and wrong, and uh, uh, respect, respect, yeah. and it all, went, it, it all went south when LBJ Everybody, I love the, LBJ, the Texans either love LBJ or they hate LBJ. Oh, LBJ was a crook. See, it depends on who you're talking to. <laughs> but, but uh, my friend Diane he, loves well, him. He was he loves was elected him. from the cemeteries of West Texas. I know, I know, I know. Okay, okay. but <laughs> there was another person from Texas, Madeline O'Hara. Okay. You know who she was? No, I want to hear about LBJ. What did LBJ do at the schools that was bad? You were going somewhere with that. Okay, I said LBJ because I love LBJ and and. Uh, Metal and hair together, typically when I be talking, I talk about this, yeah. and I got them flipped. But the important thing is, metal and hair was was a communist, and she was uh, she was the one who was responsible for for removing church from schools, and so as soon as that happened. Teachers, in fear of their jobs, began to knuckle under to the rule. You can't talk about religion, and even though they didn't talk about religion, they quit talking about uh, ethical, moral behavior, respect. This was a subtle thing. Yeah, so I mean, I, I hear what years. you're saying, but we but we had teachers and. In the '90s in Minnesota, we had separation of church and state, and we had teachers that were teaching us right and wrong, I, I'm and that were. I can't. I, I can't speak for the '90s. Yeah, you can, but see, we're not in the '90s anymore. It has devolved even further. From, from where I was and from where you were. I mean, I work with kids, man. They, they, they are being. Morality is still being discussed. It might not be discussed in the, in the context of religion. No, in the context like of explicitly of religion. The Ten Commandments. 
Yeah, well, that's that's a very specific. Right, but that's a basics of right and wrong. No, that's a Judeo-Christian basics of right and wrong. Yes, but society, our whole society is based on two thousand years of Judeo-Christian. Who's our? I mean, this is where we're really getting into it. Who's our? Our is everybody that lives here on this country in the United States. Our is the United States. Yes, and that that's what we were taught in our schools. And obviously you weren't taught that because you don't believe that anymore. No, no, I was taught... Wait, what was I not taught? The, the, the Ten Commandments. The ten, ten Commandments. Oh, yeah, man. I mean, well, I went to Catholic school. We, the, the, we were taught the Ten Commandments okay. and Jesus, but, the words okay. in red and everything. But do you, do you still uh, abide by that, that? Do you still think those are important values for our society? I don't know how it jives with, this, with separation of church and state. Yeah, right. Particularly if, as a state run institution of public education, uh, I see the logic in having a separation um, there. It just seems like it's it's consistent with separation of church and state. It's a great I discussion, though, yeah. Like, I personally believe in the Ten Commandments. What are the Ten Commandments? Let's take, if you take them out of the, if you take them out of the religious context and you put them, let just as, we're teaching kids, don't kill, right, is yeah. one. Yeah. What's what are the other? An atheist will tell you it's common sense, and he doesn't need God. That he would know those things by himself, and that it's not a Judeo-Christian uh, orthodoxy, but it is a Judeo-Christian orthodoxy. You don't know it if you're not taught it. We are your animals, and without uh, without an understanding of right and wrong, we are still animals. Something else I can teach you these things. And, and important thing to what are they? I'm, I'm, really, I'm actually really asking. I'm, like I'm trying. I'm curious. Well, don't the first one is uh, love the Lord or not. Um, no, 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 no. First one is uh, you shall. There's nobody before God. Yeah. You know. There's okay. only one God. No, no false idols. No false. Okay, idols. so that's problematic in a pluralistic in the United States of America because there's people have multiple gods. Yeah, there's different religions. So, so citizens that respect each other on a human level. Yeah, that's got to be more like and as part of respect to anybody's given spirituality or something. Well, I'm going to tell you, there are some people from Afghanistan in this country that that uh, don't believe any of what we're talking about. I just, well, we, all, we also we also just murdered a family of Afga- of America of. Afghans in Amer- in Afghanistan who are helping aid Americans. We I, murdered I don't, I don't five children. Like, Muslims, Muslims believe in God, absolutely. Muslims believe in uh, Noah. They believe in the Ten Commandments. They believe in uh, Abraham. Uh, but they have a doctrine the to, they have a doctrine yeah. to, to, but to kill say, but Christians. To say, yeah, but to say they don't believe in, in God, they do believe in God. Well, and I, Hindu, uh, Hindus they believe in God too, right? They don't, they, they don't believe in Jesus and the Holy Trinity. They don't believe in Christian Judeo values. I if think they, I a, think they, they do, though. If, I, I think that if, if, they, if they have in their doctrine to murder Christians and Jews, hey, they, they're on the wrong side of the, uh, the discussion. Okay, but then where are you in that your government just murdered people? I'm I cannot saying it's speak, I cannot speak. No, it's not. I can't speak for our government. Our government makes mistakes, and I don't agree with what happened. I, I totally disagree with you. That was was wrong. Those people should should have been uh, rescued from that the, the, that country. And there are still other people that needs to be rescued out of that. They need to get out. But we're we're I, really onto something here because if if we can as not just even the United States, but it's like a, it's like human beings on the planet agree to these agreements, whether we call them the Ten Commandments or not, we'd be in great shape. Well, yeah. And if you and if you if you violate them, whether it is what we accidentally accidentally just did, whether you're in some Af- whatever this person is in Afghanistan and wants to murder Americans, if you're in violation of that agreement, then I don't know, ship into Guantanamo, something. You're not I, allowed to I, be I found the, the, yeah, the, I found the I find the the separation of church and state actually like as part of New Testament doctrine, like going give to see render unto Caesar. 
Right, my mom says that one all the time. Um, she loves that one. That mean? What does that mean? That just means. Well, they, when they asked him, they asked Jesus ta- whether they should pay the tax. Yeah, taxes. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, the we, government we, asked for the tax, and then is this not a religious obligation? And so they say, well, shouldn't we then, because our religion is so awesome, then just like stomp over the government and not pay the tax uh, that he asked for? He says, render unto Caesar what is Caesar, and render unto God what is God's. Right. So, there is world. There is worldly yeah. structure that needs to be yeah. respected. Yes. So this, like, uh, in my mind, it's it's a, it's been part of the Christian view since long before 1776 and any of that. It's been, and if there's like a whole history, you can study the balance of power between church and state since the beginning of Christianity, where there's like, a, you know, you'd have a emperor, you know, trying to uh, threaten bishops and stuff, and then you'd have bishops. Uh, excommunicating emperors and things like that. We'll go to the foundation of it. Jesus was a zealot who was again. They had to murder him because yeah. he was so he was so wild. The things he was preaching, they couldn't handle that. So I feel strongly about separation of church and state, not just from a secularist uh, political theory point of view, but as a Christian, it's a, it's it's important to me. I believe it is a fulfillment of Christian of Christianity to have. To have a doctrine of liberty for a secular realm where we treat people with humanity, and I think that's a, exactly what part of the message there too about how he was behaving. A lot of the stipulations that Jesus made about how we're going to do religion from now on that we haven't yet realized had to do with putting it aside and looking at whether how whether how well we treat people on an individual like. Like person by person. Basically. I don't know how Jesus would feel with feel with what we got going on right now if he saw it. <laughs> like if well, he just showed up and we're like, "This is the state of Christianity in in this country." Yeah, it's yeah, your it's, own personal relationship with God. Yeah, yeah. it's not, it's, it's uh, not, it's the, not for the group. People, yeah, it's the judge. Um, you know, that's what I thought. What we were talking about was more of a morality. Yeah, that's that, what we were. And that the society, you know, how does society? Right, morality? totally. And I was making the point that it really is based in the Judeo-Christian well, society that we that actually exists, and that uh, that maybe the pendulum is. I'm proposing maybe the pendulum has swung too far with secularism to the point where. You know, you're laughed out. That you can even bring it up, and that you're thought of as being. Well, I have an example to support that, which is one time my my sister had a. I remember when we we were in grade school. they're like doing some kind of thing with stickers and stuff, you know, like a one first grade or something like that. And the teacher had accidentally had like some cross stickers on there. So my my sister, some to choose from, and my sister had chosen those. And she was told by the teacher, "Oh, you can't choose. You cannot do those." That's where the point to me. Uh, it's not see, a. Yeah. It's not a point. I don't. I don't have any problem with somebody saying that. We're not going to use our publicly funded school to lead us in Christian prayer. That's fine. That's right, yeah. I can do my Christian prayer myself, but if you yeah. tell me not to do my Christian prayer, now we have a problem. Yeah. Just like if you tell the Muslim not to do their Muslim prayer, I, I side with them. Yeah. We yeah. are we are freedom. on that side together against freedom. anybody telling us we cannot. Freedom. That really freedom really is what we're trying to accomplish, and it's really hard, actually, because. Uh, we're also trying to create rules. We're also yeah. trying to create rules, and rules are the antithesis of freedom. Well, right? Uh, I, I don't. Yeah. I agree with what you're saying, and, and the the point. The, one of the points you're, you're making about the uh, Muslims, uh, they have every right to, to believe the way ever they want. That's, they have the same right to their religion as we have with Christianity. Or any other Jew, Jew, Judaism, or, or any of the others. We have a freedom of religion in this country, uh, but I can't agree with their their religion. But I, I I can't I can't overstep the bounds because we have freedom of religion. Because they could turn around and 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 overstep the bounds if they had a control and start 
doing their thing. So you know what it would be like. Like, you can see what it would be like. Yeah. yeah. Right. That's, now, that's why we don't have a theocracy. That's why we now, have a democracy. Yeah. Now, the, your, your point was, y'all both were saying what I was, was heading to. My, the teachers I had were, were living lives that demonstrated Christian, Judea, uh, uh, and faith without teaching anything. In other words, they lived a moral and they, they conducted their class uh, in such a way that they were teaching us right and wrong, uh, not to cheat, obviously not to kill, not, you know, they, those things are all being taught to us in the classroom uh, having nothing to do with religion. Okay? Now, you fast forward, those teachers are now, they're all dead. Uh, and my generation is the next generation. And many of those teachers, many of them followed the teaching, what the direction that their teachers taught. Uh, and some did not. I have Facebook friends that I read their stuff on Facebook and I think, my God. I can't believe it. They they were they were raised and taught in the same school system that I came from, and they and they have a completely different philosophy of life, and it's you know it's liberal, but uh, in their teaching, that philosophy in the classrooms today, not in 1990, but today. Well, my sister is a principal in a public school in Massachusetts. And I really wish she were here with us. But I I would bet that she would say that the, her teachers are trying to instill a sense of right and wrong in the kids. And well, that she's trying to instill a sense of right and wrong in the kids. And you kids. see, yeah, but as soon as you do a sense of right and wrong and you do something that's ten commandments, they're going to kick you out. They're going to fire you as a teacher. Yes. They're going to shut you down. Yes. Because you have to be so careful. I, I have don't to be, think yep. you could go in and say, I'm honestly trying to do an honest example of my life and I'm going to try to share with people and try to be secular but still be um, moral. And then as soon as there's a little taste of religion, they're going to jump all over make an example and I can crucify you, crucify you. <laughs> now, I don't I don't know I, 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 I hear I what you're saying no I, that's what I think not, I think not, that's not what it's uh, not all the same I mean you, oh I know it's fortunately she probably your sister is right it's doing a fine job to go but for every one of y'all there's some out there that is not doing it that's you see them on the news true. all the time that's true uh, teachers my my generation are retiring early because they can no longer function in the system that exists today because of all the changes that I've been... Well, look at the stress on the teachers now, too, right? The mom is at work. Yes. The father is at work, mm -hmm. right? Who's, 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 you know, who's giving the extra time to the kids? The kids are getting raised by the babysitter? Yes. By the daycare, right? And From when they're three years old, two, three, four, five, How long and then in the school. Yep. Right? Yep. And then where do, you know, where do they get the... the wow. And, and who they you see... It's being run by the state. I know one thing. I will not have my. I will not teach my kids that if they if they want to go to public school, I'm not going to teach them that these are like this is your your main source of information and and, and sustenance for life preparation. We do it life preparation on home, yeah. regardless of school. But see, for every one of us, there's 20 out there that. that don't see it. Can't even buy, they don't have a clue. Yeah, yeah. They don't, you know, it's... You are right that ultimately, really, what it comes down to is the, what's happening at home. Yes. The family and... And I can speak from experience with my daughter. Uh, we only had one child. My wife and I had her late in life, so we were older parents in a school system, okay? So our approach, our peers were... 20 years younger than we, okay? So oh, wow. we didn't relate to those families and how they taught their children. So we saw saw a difference immediately. Well, uh, we didn't, we made a decision, conscious decision, right or wrong, to not put our daughter in public school. 
or we, we could afford it. We pay our school taxes and everything else. We put her in a private school. Okay, private Christian school. From kindergarten to second grade. Uh, in the first grade, there was one black boy in the whole class. One. In the whole school. One. And uh, my wife began to recognize what was going on. I'll tell you in a minute what was going on. And uh, she was she witnessed it on more than one occasion. And uh, and the school was made up of preachers' children up in up in the society of Marshall, Texas, the county judge district attorney, all these up in, you know, so these Christian families, I'm not past judgment. Well-to-do. Well-to-do people. Were I was going to, I just, I'm dying to know how much it costs to, to, uh, for a year. I can't remember. Okay. I mean, the, the money wasn't important. Yeah. I, we could afford it. And yeah. yeah. I, I don't, so I don't remember that. My wife could tell you, uh, but. I really so, have no frame of reference. Like, is it 12,000? So is it uh, No, it wasn't that much. Okay. It might have been six. Okay. For the whole year, but what what was happening is for the first grade and second grade, when Chris was in her class, she was the only child in that classroom that would sit at a table and play games, color, and converse together, individually and together. When they went to lunchtime or went to chapel, they'd all line up. She, he, she was the only one that would sit at the table with him, okay? And I'm, I'm not exaggerating, this is reality. Yeah. Uh, when, the, the, when my wife noticed what was going on, she would drop her off at school in the morning, and she would park across the street and watch because they had to come out of the classroom and cross the street to get to chapel. So she waited till all that was all done before she went home. And so the first time she looked at it, she saw it, she dismissed it. But she watched and saw there was a real trend. The kids had begun to treat our daughter just like Chris. Wow. And so when we brought that to the attention of the teacher, she dismissed it. So. So then we took it to the principal, and she dismissed it. And so at the end of the second year, we had a family meeting. We had three options, put her in the Catholic school, the public school, or homeschool. And we homeschooled, okay? And my daughter, as painful as it was, she agreed that that was better for her. And she's, she's in the, going into third grade. Yeah. So. Uh, this is a an adult decision, but she participated in it. And so, so from third grade all the way through high school, my daughter was homeschooled. So she doesn't have, and we don't have a public school uh, comparator like you right, do, yeah, like right, anybody right, else would right. have. Uh, yeah, I have what I have. What did you do? You bought your own textbooks or something? Oh yeah, yeah. It's, okay, you it's get, a it's yeah. a very and. and if, if you know of anybody that's got children and they have they're, they're bright and you know they're not challenged and such yeah it's, it, it works and yeah. I'm going to explain to you how we did it but what uh, 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 so we started homeschooling my I worked away from you know home. I I don't that's that's a great way to do it honestly it I wonder a little bit about the socialization aspect of it, well, but it definitely gets you out of that dogma problem you have. It gets you out of the centralized. And all of these issues that we're talking about just go away. They're gone. Yes. Yeah. Except for the social part. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah. The, and the being around different people. I mean, it's kind of interesting that she had that experience of being at the table with Chris and noticing that people were ignoring her and Chris now. And I mean, that's... The yeah. little girl didn't notice, right? The mom noticed. Right, 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 yeah, yeah, right. Well, they're not going to... Hey, when, when she comes home from school and she's got that look on her face uh, like she didn't have a good time, 
it right. became apparent to my wife what why she wasn't having a good time when she saw what was going on. That's well, all back to the parents. That's all on the parents. So, so what happened is uh, uh, we didn't know anything about homeschooling. I worked away from home, yeah. so it was really up to my wife. But my wife is college educated. She's not, but she's not a school teacher. But we bought curriculum from a place in Florida. It's a Christian place that has the educational packages for every grade, and uh, and so. My wife started with her, and not the first year. The first year was more like the traditional way school is conducted. But it evolved to a point where it came apparent our daughter was not intellectually challenged. Okay? Yeah. And so most of the, the books and all the material, is it's, it starts here, and then the next year it is picks up here and goes a little further. Goes so through elementary school, you begin to get all this material. And uh, if if the child is bright and doesn't have, my wife would give her a pretest of the material that's being, my daughter would read, would read the book, the book. Yeah. Okay, she, she'd give her a pretest on every weekly, uh, uh, segment of the of the class, and she didn't teach math at seven and English at eight and, and history at nine. She didn't break it. She she took the modules for each one of the subject matters and taught the whole year in one setting. So she is now focused on the material, and she's not distracted by the other stuff. Yeah. The other stuff might be a problem for her. Yeah, right. So that could impact her on. So what she did, she'd take a pretest. Now my wife sees, okay, 80% of all this stuff she already knows. So she's. she's huh. So she, she presented all the material to her. But she didn't. She did it in, a, in an advanced way. And if she gets to the spots where she had a problem, she slowed down. And she would make sure that she understood what that was. Then she would give her final her final test for that year. Then <laughs> she'd move over to math. That's great. And then she you would do the tutors. Huh? You bring in any tutors no. for particular uh, no. subjects? No. Uh, her weak her weak point was math, and I take responsibility for that because I wasn't there to help her. That's uh, interesting though, because you 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 really she's able to develop at her own pace that's really interesting uh, it's almost like instead of being bored to death right exactly I mean yeah. you, where you get into trouble is if you've got parents that are not so bright or not so engaged yes well see you know again we were an engaged family yeah even though I worked away from home I, I fully understood the, the material the philosophy and such and uh and she, she did well. You give credit to your wife. Oh, yeah. yeah. I do it all the time. The, the principal. Clear, yeah. <laughs> so, so then, 